Welcome to OA50, where we'll master mediocrity and find meaning in the dictionary and fight for the respect of dad jokes. Here we go. Okay, so I'm going to jump on the bandwagon today and talk about gratitude. I mean, for me, I think it's a little overplayed in today's parlance. You walk into a house, there's a ton of like wall decor that says, hey, be thankful for this, be thankful for that, whatever it may be. And maybe, maybe those who have it actually use that as a uh, as a prompt for uh feeling thankful or maybe it's a feel good thing who knows so um but uh last night I was talking to my wife about a number of things but uh also the podcast um because for the most part she's largely stayed silent about it and there are circumstances and the Perithia that that probably play into that a little bit, but um, in any event, we were talking about it. And I was just trying to get some reflection pulled out of her, and her personality is much much different than mine. She is, um, she's, I don't want to say reserved because that's not accurate because she's very outgoing and uh, very fun and can get weird just like me. Um, but I think when it comes to expressing opinion and uh, expressing emotions, um, she's much more judicious about that. And I find it a, a very good way. And in fact, I'm, I'm always trying to peel pages out of her book because I tend to vomit emotions and maybe it's the Pisces in me, who knows? But um, so last night I was trying my best just to pull some of that reflection out. And uh, I got a little bit of it, but the, the conversation somewhat changed course because I think what I was sensing was she was fairly neutral, but I was reading it as, well, maybe she doesn't really like this or maybe... She has some reservations about it. Something leaning towards the negative end. Again, she's not one who's going to just readily offer opinions like that. But the, the conversation somewhat shifted. And um, so I started thinking more and more about the podcast. And let me be clear, the the doing the switch is a creative exercise for me. So at the end of the day, much like kind of the music and band experience, there's not a single person in the audience. If there's not a single listener on the podcast, um, the exercise for me and just doing it alone 
not only talking and coming up with concepts and ideas that I like to think about, but also doing the artwork, like the cover art, the music, all that. I just, I love it. It's, it's a way for me to, I think, channel some of that expression. And I think the podcast is really unique because it's, um, it's kind of one of those things where if I'm ruminating and I've, I've got a lot of thoughts in my head. This is a way where I can take those very intimate thoughts, those concepts or switches, if you will, and articulate them in a way that really gives them a framework for me. And so the idea behind it was, well, you know, if I'm going to do that, why not offer it to others? And you know, if they can, they can get something out of it, that's great. If they don't, or no one's listening, whatever. It's not a big deal to me. Um, don't get me wrong. I, there is tons of gratification and looking at the analytics. It's crazy, the analytics they offer on uh, the different podcast platforms. And it's totally cool to look at that and watch it spike and see a bunch of listeners and, you know, for each episode, whatever it may be, that is so rewarding. And so if you're listening, thank you. Um, but that's not really the premise of this gratitude. But we talked about it and it kind of left me after we had the conversation, even this morning when I woke up, a little bit empty about it. Like, am I missing something with her that may be important? Um, am I spending too much time on it? Is there something about it? speaking in public, talking about certain things, uh, understanding that she has a different personality. And so I shot our text this morning because um, she was out with the kids and I knew she wouldn't be able to talk on the phone, just kind of letting her know wh where I was mentally and emotionally. And she shot this text back that was just really, really beautiful. And... Um, I think in many respects, very unexpected from her personality. And so when I thought about that, it just made me really, really grateful. One, that she was sharing that insight, but also that I have somebody who's loving and the, the conclusion of the text was she was just very supportive of, of me doing this. And, um, but between the conversation and the text, I, I think it's clear that a lot of the topics that I talk about, she's just not really that interested in, um, which is fine. And I'm totally used to that as I have a very unique personality and some of the things that I'll talk about and focus that I have and will, um, I understand there, there may not be a wide audience for. Um, but for her, it was taking, a, I think, a, a very bold step to say, look, I, I that's just not my bag. And, but for you, it is a really meaningful hobby get after it and shot me some compliments in the meantime. And here's what's cool about it is that 
she is not one to flatter. And so typically when those compliments come, they're well thought out and I know that they're genuine. And in that moment, um, it just, I really felt this kind of uh, pouring of gratitude to think about having somebody like that in my life. And same thing can be said about my mom when I think about my childhood, young adult, and just throughout my life. We've we've always stayed pretty tight. Um, she was largely a single mother. And um, but one of the things that she really instilled in me was that sense that 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 strong sense of empathy, um, the the appreciation for really feeling emotions, sharing those emotions with others, and building that type of connectivity. And so I think all in, this is probably a, a thank you and a shout out to both my mom and my wife. Um, and I think when I was reflecting on both, I really did feel a strong sense of gratitude and it prompted me to think that I really do need to make those pauses to think about that because it is very, very easy for me and my senses largely for others to appreciate things, particularly in the moment. And I feel a good example of that is like you're thumbing through pictures and maybe you have a kid and you see your kid when they're younger and you're like, oh my God, so precious, so precious. But in the moment of that picture, we all know that your kid might have been just a complete firecracker and there was nothing about that moment behind that picture that was as heartwarming as that moment where you're looking at the picture. And I have that happen all the time where I'm looking at particularly my five-year-old. He's a dude completely on fire. Dude is absolutely nuclear. And I have not come across another kid who, well, I take it back. There are kids who have his level of energy, but he is very, very un unique in, in that respect. But he's also very empathic. He's also very emotional, um, which is a cool blend, but challenging as a parent. And so I say that because I, I try to keep that picture moment in my mind, even in the wildest of times, so that in the experience, even though it may be hectic, I'm, I'm watching this kid just get ape, ape shit. And like, I want to lose my mind too, but stepping back and appreciating, all right, this is a little dude whose brain is about a third wired and um, he doesn't have all the faculties I do. And I've got a very... I don't want to say rational brain, that's probably an overstatement, but an older brain that is fully wired and, and wires are popping out left and right. Um, <clears throat> I'm losing those, I guess, those neuron pathways, who knows, but um, to take a step back, put things in perspective and appreciate 
that experience and what he's doing in the moment. By the way, going back to my notes, if you haven't released it yet, but if I release it before this one, I talk a little bit about um, my method on how I do these podcasts. And I've got notes over to the side. For the most part, I try to commit it to memory. Um, and it's not a script. It's just a kind of a rough outline of things I want to talk about, but still kind of getting this notes, camera, notes, camera uh, gig down. But um, anyway, so I think the, the, the point that I'm trying to express here is that those feel-good moments are just are great and they need to be appreciated, but there are also, they're not so feel good moments that have a sense of their own greatness that we also need to pay attention to like my kid. And, um, you know, if we were still down in the South, I can't tell you how many times we would have heard, Oh, bless his little heart, which by the way, in the South is not a compliment. It is a it is a backhanded way of saying, oh, God, I feel so bad for that kid, and I feel even worse for his daddy. Oh, and that's the first moment of a precipitous slide. Whoever said that, rumors, small talk, you know, you name it. It can be vicious. Um. So the with gratitude, I think it is a challenge as it is for us to stay present in the moment, particularly in today's day and age, right? We are always tied to technology, which tends to not only take us out of the present because we're distracted, we have no idea what's going going on outside of that screen that screen, but it also puts us in a state of where we're either forward thinking or backward thinking about something in the future or in the past. So we're completely out of step with what's going on now. And I think both philosophically and scientifically, it's pretty well accepted that those who can stay present and be in the moment tend to have a a calmer i guess more placid being behavior state um but they also tend to sense the joy uh, because when we think about future and past it's typically with a- aggravation and so we're typically doing that with anxiety, either missing something or worried about something we've got to do. So, but when we're engrossed in the moment, and I talked about this and uh, the happiness switch engagement, but when we're in that moment, we we're, we tend to get in this, you can call it a flow state, whatever it may be, but we're, we're present and we're not up here, we're here. And that tends to lead towards greater enjoyment, greater satisfaction, contentment. Job's a word, content. We'll go with that. Um, and so, but I say that because being present sets the stage for 
being grateful, having gratitude. Because if you're not present in that moment, then you're certainly not with the faculty of being able to appreciate what's there, what's in that moment. Um, And so I think one switch for gratitude is staying present and being with it. And if being with it is uh, stressful or leans you towards a negative state to alter your perception, which I talked about that and the, the matrix switch, it's all about perception, right? That's the one thing that we can absolutely control is to make a shift in the moment to think about it differently like my kid. But there are also ways where we can be grateful um, that in the moment, they don't seem to present much opportunity for thanks. Uh, For instance, with me, I had a really bad experience that lasted a long time with a former employer where my boss did some things that at first seemed to be just somewhat, they were coming across as indications that something was wrong and then they just got worse and worse and worse. And so for me, it was the struggle to really read the tea leaves at first, figure out what was going on. And then it just got to a state where it was very, very obvious. And it probably professionally was one of the worst experiences of my life. Like I, it was absolutely mind blowing to me that personalities like that intention like that actually exist. Like it just, it was that bad. Um, and both with what was being said and how it was being treated, particularly when I have a strong work ethic and even if I'm not hitting it out of the park, um, because I'm not perfect and, and the the tricky thing about it is bosses is that even if you think you're doing it right, if you're not aligned with their perception on what they're wanting, what's important to them, then it doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter. So, but the, the point with the story is that the experience was terrible. And even after the experience, there were residual effects where it just was a a bad experience for me. And um, both psychologically and emotionally, I mean, it didn't put me in the nut house, but it was one of those things where I just couldn't figure out the why. And I just couldn't believe that it happened. And so, but after I got past much of the experience and I think some of the emotional backlash and thought about it, it was a revelatory moment to help me appreciate what had happened. Um, One, it reinforced my intuition that the, the reading of those tea leaves in the beginning, my intuition was steering me right. That was actually going on. Um, the, the second thing was that 
even at my age, I was very naive about personality types. And um, as much as I would hate to say it about somebody, it, that it was wrong. It was just, there's no two ways about it. It was absolutely bad behavior and should not be imposed on anyone. And uh, whether in a professional or non-professional setting. And um, I, the, when I made that shift to look at it from a different perspective, perspective to kind of parse it apart, what's happened. I, I really was grateful. And I can say this honestly to have one, have that revelatory moment about my intuition and recognizing that those types of personalities exist. Um, but it also showed me some things professionally that the organizational ethos, the personality and culture of an organization is really, really important to me. And that I need to be aligned with that. I need to understand my value set. I need to truly understand its value set. And they can't be token words. They have to actually be something that it exercises and reinforces. But it showed me a lot professionally. And I can genuinely say that in those moments of thinking about it from that perspective, it was something I was very, very grateful for. Even though on a professional perspective, it was by far the worst experience. Um, so I say that, that, so when we think about the switch of being present and being grateful in the moment, we can also use perspective and that switch or reflection of when we're thinking about experiences from the past. So if you have a professional experience that doesn't sit right, you've got some sort of loss, breakup, whatever it may be in your life, mold it a little bit. Try to make a shift. See if there's anything out of that experience that you can pull some thankfulness from. And it may not be possible. It may be that you're not ready for that. It's too early. So give yourself some time. Um, or it may be that you haven't quite, quite made a, a big enough shift or tried a, di a different angle. But I would be hard-pressed to think about a situation where some way or another you can't pull some thanks out of it. Now, look, I, I, I'm, I'm also reassured that there are plenty of atrocities and terrible things that have happened um, and some that there are books about. I mean, when we think about the Nazi era and what was experienced then, but there are also some, some absolutely incredible people who have come out of that experience. Some way or another, they pull something constructive I don't want to go so far as to say positive. Maybe it was, but a different perspective out of it. And 
So I offer that as a possibility that when we think about being thankful, don't don't go down the line of the platitudes and and make it even more trite than it needs to be in in today's culture. Really think about what gratitude means and how it can enliven the experience in the moment and both free you from the chains of the past, a bad experience, and empower you by having made that shift. And um, so I think for me, and thanking both my wife and my mom uh, for some good moments to give me the impetus to think about this concept uh, more meaningfully, um, I I really offer this because in that moment and feeling grateful, man, that's a good feeling. That's that's nice. It's nice to appreciate things like really feel it. You're not just saying, oh, thank you. That's wonderful. Or bless his little heart. It's not that. That's not the, the, the gratitude I'm talking about. It's the real deal and something that melts that heart a little bit. But I offer the possibility that it can exist in the moment and uh, reflection on the past. That's all I got today. Have a good one. We'll see you. 